Welcome to Peak Mind. I'm your host, Michael Trainer, and I'm coming to you live from Chicago, Illinois. I flew in a week ago today to surprise my mother for her 80th birthday and to meet my niece for the first time. And many of us have um, beautiful relationships with our family. Many of us have nuanced relationships with our families. But there is only one family that we get, uh, the family we're born into, and if we're lucky, the, f- the family we give life to. And, you know, some, some, some spiritual teachers uh, suggest that we, we choose our, our, our family, our parents, our, our siblings, uh, based on the teachings that they can provide us. Uh, whether true or not, I like to subscribe to that theory. And... You know, there, there's a famous Ram Dass quote uh, that goes something to the effect of, uh, if you think you're enlightened, go home and spend a week with your family. <laughs> and, you know, no one knows us better and no one knows our buttons better than our family. But I, I want to share that I think probably the best things I've done in my life have been the moments where I have spent. Uh, with and acknowledging my family uh, for the gift that they've been in my life. Uh, Taking my dad to South Africa when I found out he was diagnosed with dementia, those 10, 11 days, um, and creating memories together while he still had the mental faculties to, to remember was one of the most beautiful things, if not the most beautiful thing I've ever done. And... You know, spending time with my mom in Sri Lanka when I lived there uh, for two years and going to India together. You know, these, these opportunities to create memories, and it doesn't have to be, you know, a, a long international trip, but, you know, a lunch, um, you know, can make all the difference. I'll, I'll share a story that's kind of a deep um, personal story, but in my dad, um, took me through, one of the reasons I have such a close relationship with my father is he took me through a very powerful men's weekend when I was going through a dark night of the soul. Uh, The woman I had moved across the country to be with had had cheated on me two weeks into our moving in together. And I, you know, I went went into alcohol. I was, I was drinking. I was, I was in a sort of a dark spot and he saw that and he had gone through a, a process of individuation which unfortunately as men we don't have in this culture. But since time immemorial, elder men have taken adolescent boys into processes of individuation to shepherd them into uh, mature masculine, uh, a new identity. And because that's uh, not prevalent in our culture, you know, we have to create our own communities and our in our own rituals. And my dad had gone through something called the Mankind Project and their new warrior training back in the 80s. He was one of the first men to do so. And he banded together. I was in a really tough way and actually funded together with his men's group my initiatory weekend. And he flew out and he was the only father there in a group of 150 men that flew in to support me. And without going into great detail, it was a ritual rebirth. But what was so powerful about it was he had shared a story with me where after his weekend, you know, his own father had never, uh, had, had never in his entire life told my dad that he loved him. So imagine 
uh, and maybe some of you have had this experience, but imagine your parent, your, your closest loved one, never ever telling you that they loved you. And my dad uh, took him up, his father out for lunch after his men's weekend, the one that he then shepherded me through. And he told his father how much he loved him and how much he meant to him. And his dad didn't have the, the, the he, he was a very stoic you know, man. He had grown up, he was in the military, uh, Air Force. He closed down bases after World War II. Uh, he just he was very much of that stern don't express your emotion you know school and generation and even with my father opening his heart like that his own father couldn't tell him that he loved him but the way that my father knew that it meant something to him was he took the napkin from in front of him and he folded it and he put it in his lapel pocket as a keepsake and well, he didn't have the words, and sometimes, you know, our loved ones don't have the words or the way of being that is is entirely aligned to the way that we would prefer or want them to show up. Still showing up in spite of that and telling our loved ones that we love them. You know, there's a great uh, prayer called Ho'oponopono in the Hawaiian tradition, and it's also used quite a bit in palliative care. And it's, you know, the four things that one should say when they are, um, you know, saying goodbye to a loved one. I think it was out of Stanford they did this research. But basically this prayer is used in this palliative care setting. And Ho'oponopono is basically saying four things. Uh, Please forgive me. I forgive you. Thank you. I love you. And we all have our own words for those, you know, th- that prayer and things that we might add to it. But those core tenets of please forgive me, I forgive you, thank you, I love you are, are deep, deep medicine. And I just want to encourage you, I've, I've been doing some, having some really powerful and intense and beautiful conversations uh, with my family. Um, but I just hold tight to two things. One, that Ho'oponopono prayer. And, and second, how much, you know, how precious time is and having, you know, witnessed and, and held the hand of, of my beloved father when he passed, you know, not, not long ago. I know the preciousness of time and the time that we have with our loved ones. And I just encourage you guys, if there's someone that you've had a breakdown with or, or even someone you love but you just haven't told them lately, you know, find some means, some mechanism to let them know how much you appreciate them. Um, whether that be, you know, taking them out for lunch, taking them on a trip. Um, I had a dear friend message me on Instagram the other two days ago, three days ago, saying that her mother had just been diagnosed with, uh, with terminal cancer and that she only had days left. And she told me that going back and scrolling um, my feed and seeing my stories with my father and, and, and listening to some of the stories I shared was, was medicine for her. And hopefully we're medicine for each other. Um, but I, you know, we never know when our time is going to come and we never know when our loved one's time is going to come. And I just encourage you, if you do one thing, you know, reach out and, you know, tell someone you love them. And their response may or may not be aligned to what you would ideally like it to be. But I 
guarantee you that you will be grateful that you did. And uh, if you want to take this further, there's a there's a practice that I am about to revivify uh, in my own life that I share in in my uh, art of relationships, you know, workshops, and, and I'm writing about in my book that I think is really beautiful. And that is a morning practice where you reach out to three people in your life solely with the intention of acknowledging them. And you can do this with your loved ones, you can do this with your friends, but you know, literally a, a 20 second voice note with no expectation of reply, but just sharing authentically what they mean to you, how they occur to you, um, and acknowledging them. And I, I promise you, if you make this a practice and you just take a little time, it's like a gratitude practice, but instead of just gra being grateful, you know, in solitude, you're sharing that gratitude out. I promise you, if you take that practice on, it will have profound effects on your life and on your relationships and the things that evolve from that place of giving without any expectation. Um, it's 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 profound. I mean, for example, tomorrow I'm going to the 10 year anniversary of a friend who I met literally just over the summer, but I had shared not you know authentic acknowledgement with them, and randomly they invited me to their 10 year wedding anniversary at this beautiful retreat center, and then just invited me to to uh, to participate in an Ayurvedic retreat as their guest. Again, had no expectation of that. But these just a, a tangible example of some of the things that evolve and the opportunities that emerge when you show up, you know. And that was me also just committing on a plane flight to fly out literally for one day, you know, you know, a four hour flight just to say hi. Um, but, you know, there's, so, there's such power when we show up and when we show up with our presence, with our love and acknowledgement or when we physically show up. So... Um, just a, a word of encouragement, a challenge, a, uh, a, a gentle, a gentle offering that you reach out to to someone that means something to you, or make a practice of reaching out to those that mean something to you, and let them know authentically how much they mean to you and how much you care. And with that, wishing you guys a beautiful week and sending lots of love, and uh, and I'll speak with you soon.